Uh, so today's uh, service theme is about hope uh, for our community, and in particular in line with our annual vision about speaking hope. As I've already mentioned, it's also Cap Sunday, and today we join with another uh, 450 churches all over the UK uh, to get to grips with God's heart for the poor and people in need in our local communities. But I'm going to explain a little bit more about Cap later and how we can all uh, get involved personally. Lots of people like to run and do some sort of exercise, uh, whether as either running a marathon, a 10K, on a treadmill, in the gym, or this morning I saw lots of people running around Wands of Common, Streatham Common, and I used to think people like that were mad. Why would you put yourself through so much pain in the cold, in the wet, uh, running around a common? And up to when I became a married man a few years back, the closest I ever came to any sort of running whatsoever was running a bath. <laughs> that was all I ever did. <laughs> well, you'll be pleased to hear uh, my physical exercise has moved up a gear since then. In the Bible verses, we're about to look at briefly at a person is running. In fact, they are a messenger running from the scene of a battle to bring the news of the outcome to a waiting king and people. So this is your moment to grab, uh, grab a Bible and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 to 10. And you can find this on page 739 of the Bibles. So Isaiah 52, verses 7 to 10. And let me read these verses to you. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy harm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Just imagine for a moment with me, if you can, uh, that you are one of the refugees currently trying to find a way into Europe. I'm sure we've all seen those heartbreaking uh, scenes on our TVs and newspapers of people who are alone and afraid, far from their homes, families and friends. Imagine if you were in their situation. What would you do? Who would you call for help? These words in the book of Isaiah we have just read are written to the Jewish people who were in exile in a country which they did not know or did not belong to. Imagine how they must have felt as they were waiting for just a glimmer of hope. Who would come and rescue them and would they ever see and witness peace and posterity again? Had God forgotten them? Who would they call for help? They are in a fairly desperate place but in the midst of all that, a message of hope is spoken. And we read it in verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. 
In Old Testament times, there was no instant way of getting news. No television programs could be interrupted to announce that a coup had overthrown a government somewhere. No emails to convey information instantly from the chief of staff to his field marshal. There was no BBC or Sky News. So if an army was fighting a battle, the news of the outcome was sent to the homeland by a runner. The people of the city knew a battle was being fought, so they would line the city walls, eagerly awaiting the news of the army's defeat or victory. This is the picture we see in verse 8. The news being brought to the people is that God has not forgotten them or abandoned them. He will bring them out of exile and back to the city of Jerusalem. We see here a vision of that day of deliverance. Isaiah graphically pictures a besieged city breathlessly awaiting the news of the outcome of a decisive conflict. If the news is victory, they are delivered. If the news is defeat, all is lost. Suddenly, on a distant hill, a runner is seen. What is the news? As he comes nearer, it can be seen that he is waving a victory palm and not so much running as dancing. Our Lord has won. Let the joyful celebration begin, the anticipated victorious return of God in power to his people is about to be realized. God's good news messengers are honored in verse 7. To quote the same verse from the message version, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger bringing good news, breaking the news that all is well, proclaiming good times, announcing salvation, telling Zion, your God reigns. The good news primarily referred to here is the return from exile, but it is also a foreshadow of Jesus' deliverance for us from sin by his death on the cross and resurrection. Verse 10 of this passage describes how the Lord will bear his holy arm and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Jesus' arms were bared wide for us on the cross so we could see and know salvation. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have this marvelous news to share. You can report that the battle for your soul was won by Jesus on the cross when he gave his life for you. We have the proof. God raised him from the dead in triumph. This message is what Christ instructed his disciples to proclaim from place to place, and he asks his followers to do the same today. Now we can proclaim and speak out the good news of the forgiveness and sins and the promise of eternal life with God. So how does this glorious news reach people and who has beautiful feet? The feet of God's messengers. God says that the feet of those who bring good news are beautiful. Think about your feet for a moment. You may not do that regularly, but now is a chance to think about your feet. Do you like your feet? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being ugly and 10 being beautiful, how would you rate your feet along that scale? While God has many beautiful things, I don't imagine any of us would rate our feet as a 10, although you might do. However, it is possible for all of us to have beautiful feet, at least in God's eyes. God thinks some feet are very beautiful, I'm not suggesting a pedicure. God is interested in our feet. Not so much concerned about how your feet look, but where they go and what they do. 
It's a wonderful privilege to be able to share God's good news with others and to speak hope into their lives. Because where God reigns, peace, goodness, and salvation follow. And we are seeing this over and over again through our community ministries. At CAP, our feet take us into people's homes. The feet of the spear team take them to the job centers and the training room. The feet of the night pastors take them out onto the streets around Clapham Junction. The feet of the food bank team bring much needed food to those who need it. And I could go on and give more and more examples. Lots of beautiful feet from this church going and reaching out to the people of this community and beyond. One thing, though, to add here, and to me it is a crucial and vital part of what this verse is teaching us today. It is as we go to our local community, we cannot separate both word and action. We need to be holistic in our approach in that we not only need to bring hope to people through our actions, but we also need to speak hope by proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Tim Keller in his book Generous Justice says that, Human beings are integrated wholes, body and soul. In order to speak hope to do evangelism, we must inevitably become involved in helping our friends and neighbours with their pressing economic and social needs. To fail to do so is simply a lack of love. It is also impractical. If you wish to share your faith with people and you do nothing about the painful conditions in which they live, you fail to show them Christ's beauty. We must neither confuse evangelism with doing justice, nor separate, it, separate them from one another. Bringing hope to our community very much consists of bringing peace and goodness into people's lives through practically serving them, and it does. When I tell a cap debt help client that from now on you can just tell the creditors who have been harassing you for payments that they just need now to speak to Christians Against Poverty, the peace and relief which we often see just fall on a client is absolutely amazing. The goodness we show to people by helping them when they've had too much to drink on a Saturday night and have no idea how they're going to get home can be life-changing. But we also have a life-changing message to proclaim. The life-changing good news that even though we may have gone far from God, he has not forgotten us or abandoned us and has made a way back for us through Jesus. He gave his life on a cross for you and now you can have a future filled with hope in this life and beyond. A future built on something far stronger than anything this world can offer. A future filled with joy and so much more. So as we tell the good news to others, let it be with joy in our hearts and with a feet that are beautiful because of the glorious message we bear. Why? Because the next person you may meet may need to meet Jesus. So today is Cap Sunday and Christians Against Poverty is a great example of a ministry which not only brings hope to people through action, but also speaks hope by proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Last year, 11,000 families broke the change of debt and poverty, and 792 people found faith in Jesus Christ through its work. Firstly, though, can I ask you, and feel free to applaud, can I ask you, if you can, to cast your mind back to your worst night's sleep? Now, imagine that happens every night, because you're so worried about how to pay the bills, and your mind's going round and round and round in circles trying to find a way out. 
Imagine having to tell your 12-year-old son that he can't have a hot shower because you can't afford the electricity bill. Imagine not eating today or the next day because you simply can't afford to buy enough food and you want to make sure your children are fed. Imagine not having any friends or family to turn to for help. You feel so desperate that you can't see a way out, but your kids are relying on you. What would you do? Who would you call for help? The scary truth is, it could easily be you. A national survey found that 50% of people could be in a problem debt within just 100 days of losing their job. That's people just like you and I. It only takes a simple change in circumstances like an illness or redundancy or something that could happen to anyone to turn affordable credit into spiraling debt. That's why the same survey found that one in 12 families in the UK are struggling in debt, which is forcing them to make unimaginable choices. What you've imagined could easily become a reality. For Mandy, it really did happen. All it took was an illness to tip her into debt, an illness that meant she couldn't go back to work. She regularly skipped meals to field her kids. In fact, Mandy and her husband only ate two days in every seven. Her family went without hot water because they couldn't afford the electricity. She didn't have any friends or family to turn to for help. Before CAP, she felt so desperate that she really couldn't see a way out. But imagine if the church had an answer. Imagine the UK church and St. Mark's Bastille Rise rising up, united to tackle poverty. Imagine an army of passionate Christians from this church and other local churches across the UK who can offer a real way out of debt, poverty, and speak hope and good news into hundreds of lives. Imagine you playing your part in advancing the work of CAP and the kingdom of God in this local community and in hundreds of towns and cities, helping us reach thousands of poor and needy people every month. Well, that's exactly what's happening. Over 280 local churches are already partnered with CAP to offer solution to debt, including this one. Combining our debt counselling expertise with the love and care of the local church creates a life-transforming mix. As I've already, already mentioned, CAP helps over 11,000 families break the chains of debt and poverty every year, and last year 792 people found faith in Jesus through its work. That is amazing. Now let's hear the rest of Mandy's story. As you watch it, imagine how many more people like Mandy could be helped in this neighbourhood through you supporting the work of CAP. Let's just watch this film. I just felt that I was such a letdown and a failure as a mother and as a wife. And then, of course, your depression gets worse and then you close in on yourself. The worst moments were the choice of either feeding the children or putting gas or electric on. Five out of seven days we didn't eat because there was not enough money in the pot to pay all the bills and to eat. When they saw us eating, I think they felt happier, but we felt bad because we were eating what should have been theirs as well as ours. I was ill with depression and everything just spiralled downward from there. I thought that I was the cause of the problem. I just generally felt like rubbish. I felt like everything was 
going to chaos. Imagine that was you. Imagine that was your family, your friends, your neighbour. What would you do? Where would you go for help? I am so glad that I discussed things with Christians Against Poverty. Jan came in, Jan and I were waiting for her. She said, I'm going to show you a video. She said, but first, could I pray for you? And I said, yes, please. And I just felt this, this real need for prayer. There was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders in that one meeting. The next day, Elizabeth turned up at the door with about six bags of shopping and I just gave her a hug and I cried and I just said thank you because it was just such a relief. You have to stick to your budget and Kat will stick with you all the way through. Things will get sorted. If Cap had not have come along, I don't think I would be here now. I really don't. Not only have I become a Christian, John has become a Christian, Thomas has become a Christian. The day I went debt free, it was like, just absolutely wonderful, marvellous. And we, we got into the car park and I said to Janet, I need to pray to thank God for this outcome because I never thought this day would come. I feel like there's a light shining on me. I feel like there's a light shining on the family. I've never looked back since those two people walked through my door. My life changed forever because someone like you decided to become a life changer. Would you join in? Would you give five pounds a month to help another family like mine. I will be forever grateful to Cap and their supporters. Thank you so much. Here at the Cap Wandsworth Centre, we operate a Cap Debt Help Centre, uh, offering a solution to a number of people with unmanageable debt. We also run the Cap Money Course uh, regularly through the year, equipping people with the tools uh, to budget, save, and spend their money correctly. I know many of you uh, have done the Cap Money Course. We also have plans to open a Cap Release Group. Britain has the biggest drug problem in Europe and one in four internet searches are related uh, to pornography. We've seen the devastating impact that addictions and dependencies have on people's lives, causing financial and relational poverty. Our latest project, a CAP release group, seems to tackle uh, this growing problem. So can I ask, already more than 27,000 people have joined a growing movement of Christians standing against poverty in the UK. Will you join them today? On the table outside, you will find this form. All you need to do to find out more, to get involved with CAP, there are so many roles, deck coaches, money coaches, befrienders, I could go on and on and list them all. But just tick the box on the second, of the second page, fill in your details, hand in the form, and I will invite you to an evening where I'll explain more about those. And as an added incentive, if you fill in that form tonight, I will give you a free book. 
So there you go, a free book. This is um, John Kirkby's book, who's the founder of CAP, and it's his book, so you will get a free book. And if you've already read, nevertheless, which some of you may have done, we also have Journeys of Hope, and this is 12 client stories of lives changed. So there you go. Each working day, CAP sees 10 people uh, go debt-free and three people become Christians. We are speaking hope to many, and your support means that lives can be saved and change for eternity. So as I come into land, let me remind you that who has beautiful feet? Those who bring good news. So a question, so where are your feet going to take you? For some of you, it will be a walk to the hall next door to fill in a form at the capstand. Just maybe your feet could be taking you out onto the streets around Clapham Junction on a weekend with the Night Passers team. We just have to do one simple act, and that is to go. Our feet won't move by themselves. We have to take the steps and move. Move maybe firstly from whatever may be holding us back. I'm not good enough. I often said that to myself. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. God couldn't possibly make use of me, and what can I give? Well, the Bible says that he can take whatever we offer and do so much more with it. So let's go to see lives transformed and for his glory.